Proximity is intelligence. With grace and skill, you have abundance. Welcome to the Psychic Hour. Host Kelly Brickle is a psychic medium, numerologist, healer, and teacher. Her passions are learning about the soul and energy. Whether through spirit, emotion, or vibrational numbers, there is always a pathway of information waiting to help. Now, here is your host of the Psychic Hour, Kelly Brickle. everybody i'm kelly brickle and this is the psychic hour and we are doing the psychic hour interview series today so welcome to everybody coming on in thank you for being here um we always start with the topic of the day and then away we go with talking with our lovely guests we have Elise Simone on today, and she is a psychic medium teacher, and we're going to be talking about all things energy, meditation, and what else naturally comes up along the way. So I'm really happy to have her today. Hello. Hello, Jenna. Jennifer. I'm just going to call you Jennifer. Jennifer, hello. Hello. And okay. So what comes to mind, because I'm always inspired every week, um, is really the theme of self-care. And I think this is important always to talk about, always just as an energy sensitive being. Um, and then also we have the holidays, um, whether it's Hanukkah or Christmas or Kwanzaa or anything else that you celebrate, there's a lot more family at this time. There's a lot more um, connection, whether it's the celebrations or just acknowledgement of the busyness that is around you. Just the, the stores are even more busy. So we have to kind of increase our self-care with the busyness, whether it's a busier schedule or just a feeling of the change in the atmosphere. And there's many ways that we go about doing this. Um, I really think honoring your space and knowing about your energy is paramount. And so there's different ways to acknowledge that, to honor your walking space or to acknowledge your sitting space. And a lot of times we acknowledge our sitting space. Um, like traditionally we can sit in the power or meditate or um, just take a few moments to decompress. And then there's our walking space. And a lot of people don't necessarily or actively consciously interact with others and themselves when they're up and about and moving. And we sometimes, when we sit, when we meditate, we think, okay, I'm going to take this with us. Um, I'm going to take this with me when I go um, up and about, or I am in my walking space. Like I'm going to set my intention and then I will be calm when I'm dealing with the hustle, bustle, family, friends, work. Um, but there's an active element to when we are out and about and we're in the world and we can meditate when we're walking. We can have intention when we're walking. We can manifest when we're walking. And we can know who we are as we are actively being out in the world. And there's always these tweaks. There's always these acknowledgments of imbalance or balance. Hello, Kevin. Um, that you will have either fun with or go, oh my gosh, or <laughs> be overwhelmed in, in your energy. Um, but that is being conscious as you go. Like 
whether you meet a new person or a familiar person that you've always known, you can go, wow, my energy is doing this right now when I'm interacting with them, or I'm feeling this in my stomach, or all of a sudden I get a twitch in my eye, or all of a sudden I feel the presence of spirit when I meet this person, or I'm more aware of the energies around me or around them. And there's the the active, you know, being in your space or the active acknowledgement of if you are sharing space and you can then choose through those interactions of, oh, I'm really curious, but I am sharing space right now. So this is an excess, you know, load on me or an excess use of my energy. Do I, do I really want to do that? Am I already overwhelmed? Am I already stressed? Or am I really excited? And I'm getting these information pieces, whether it's emotion, feeling, or, or thoughts when I'm in this environment around people, what do I want to do with that? Or do I really set the intention of with my friends, family, and loved ones or anyone else, do I kind of just want to be really grounded or have a simple day where I'm just appreciative and listening and interactive, but not on such a high level, not on such a a level in a way where I am getting that additional uh, load. And it's very important to talk about that because we do um, get loads of energy. We do get streams of energy sent our way. When someone tells us a story, when someone um, wants to have girl talk or guy talk, right? Um, Or just sharing things in general, sometimes not even saying anything at all. You're taking on additional energies, and you can program your energy, articulate your energy, uh, lead your energy to go, yeah, that's really cool, but not today. I can do that like another time, or I'm taking on a lot, so I'm just going to just appreciate and be present and, and let my spirit, let my higher self guide me to situations that are more comfortable and relaxed. Because I think we really can do that. We have this internal compass as well as we have this universal compass. And we can say to our higher self or something larger than us, hey, can you help me out today? I need to be functioning a little bit this way to find more about how I can be my best self. And we're always saying to whether it's friends, family, and and ourselves it would be nice if I could have more of this. It would be nice if life could go a little bit like that. And we have to really set our space and have the self-care in our walking worlds. Or when we come back home, when we have a moment to go, this is the life I want to create, or this is what's going to help me, or this helps me to feel like, you know, I'm a little closer to having self-mastery. Because we can feel so topsy-turvy. We can. So there has to be things in places as well as acknowledgements. Sometimes we don't know what to do. We don't. So we just have to acknowledge little pieces at a time. Hello, Angela. Hello, Kimada. Hello. Welcome. We just have to make these little acknowledgements. I see this. I feel this. I, I hear this. I know this. And whether we're in disbelief, because, you know, we're always asking for signs. Is that right? Uh, did I, did, is that really helpful? Or is that really there? Like write things down or 
have discussions about them with people that you trust because you're putting it into reality of saying, there's something inside me that notices this. I don't know what to do with it, but I think it is helpful for my sense of self and my involvement because I keep thinking about it. I keep thinking about it in a way where it is a sign and it makes me go, I don't know what to do with it, but it's going to unfurl and and speak to me the more that I acknowledge it in some way, whether with myself or another person. So give yourself some space for your thoughts, your, you know, your, your out there thoughts, your out there emotions, your out there hunches, whether they are mental, emotional, or spiritual things, and really honor your space of this was in my energy. And this is a part of me. This is an extension of who I am and the consciousness that I, you know, walk the world in every day when people meet me. These are the things swirling inside of me, my mind, and and they're real. So how would I like to do that? And I want to make things that are good for me and just are what naturally are me and authentically me more real. So let me acknowledge, let me have the self-care in that. And dive into more of what brings this forward and makes me feel like I'm connected to the truth of who I am, whether it's in the quiet of when I sit with myself or in the walking world when things percolate and I go, oh yes, and that. Um, So with that said, um, oh, I love it. So Kamada, I love that you have a question. I would love to get Khalees in on this. So we're going to go into some questions um, while we're talking, right? Whether it's this topic of the day that has stimulated you, which I love, or additional other topics that we are going to be just naturally um, bouncing around with and having so much fun with as we do talk and have the discussion and dialogue. Hello, Keith. So with that said, I will come right back to you, Kamada. Thank you so much. I want to make sure that I pull in Khalees and give her a warm welcome. So let's bring her in right now. Khalees. Hi, Kelly. Hi, everyone. Hey, hello, hello. Hi. I want to give you a warm introduction. Yes. So, yes. So for everybody who either knows Khalees or has met, is meeting her for the first time, Um, Khalees Simone is an Australian-born, U.S.-based certified psychic medium and spiritual teacher. Khalees comes from a lineage of mediums and intuitives dating back to many generations and is highly sought after for accurate readings by Hollywood celebrities, top CEOs, and distinguished individuals worldwide. Khalees has been featured as a celebrity reader on the award-winning podcast Calling Out and has been a guest reader on Fuse TV, Radiance Talk Show, and on the Brooklyn Public Network in New York. Police has also been featured in the Courier Mail, F Magazine, NY Post, New York Post, Pedestrian TV, and Yahoo News Australia. Thank you so much for being here, Police. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm excellent, thank you. And you? I'm good. Are you floating like a feather? <laughs> With that yeah, feather? yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. I love that. I love that picture behind you. I, I really you. do. I just had to acknowledge it for a second. Mm. Um, I guess fresh off the gate, I'm going to ask you kind of what you've been up to, but fresh off the gate, we have a question. Mm. Oh, 
Let's oh, got it, in. got it, got it. Oh, but it was a reading question. I didn't, I didn't grab it. I didn't see it. Um, Kamada, uh, we definitely are doing uh, readings on on a future shows. We have uh, a reading show, and then we have like an uh, interview series where we ask about just life questions about how it pertains to psychic mediumship um, and just spiritual development. So no reading questions. So I didn't catch that. Forgive me, Khalees. The energy no Mercury's in retrograde, girl. I'm so sorry. Yes, we are definitely in a pre-shadow right now. So. Yes, things will happen. <laughs> yes, have you been feeling that too? I yeah, you know, every year or every time it comes around, you always think like, oh, it's not going to happen to me, or I'll rise above it this time. I'm prepared, and then you know, call after email, and then things get rescheduled, or something's running late, and you're like, yep, just going to surrender to the energy because this is just how it's going to go for the next few weeks. There's nothing you can do. You just got to flow with it. For real. Um, mm. Hello, Cara. Hello, Mike. Um, I don't know what it is, but I'll go like, oh, like I feel the wonkiness. And all of a sudden I find myself doing something. I'm like, whoa. And then all of a sudden we are here. And isn't this funny? Isn't mm. this funny? So thank you for working with my topsy-turvy Mercury and retrograde energy. Anytime. It's always a pleasure, <laughs> Kelly. I, as I said yesterday, I can talk to you for hours and hours and days on end. There is so much to cover. There is. One of the areas that we wanted to dive into today was talking about energy and meditation. Mm. Absolutely. And how that can help with um, spiritual development or self-care even. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it really ties in wonderfully to your opening about self-care around the holidays because when we are going from thing to thing to thing, it's so easy to just forget that we have needs and we exist. And it can be as simple as just having a quiet moment where you just sit because we don't do that anymore, do we? You know, we always grab our phone or we're looking around or we start scrolling social media. Yeah. I, I can't even remember the last time I saw someone just sitting and waiting. You know, I feel like I'm a bit of the odd one out. Maybe we bring a book. But there's actually large amounts of healing and awareness that can happen in just a very short space of time, just two or three minutes of sitting quietly. And one of the exercises that I encourage my students to do in the very first week of any course is just have time where you sit. If you're about to rush out maybe to the supermarket, just sit for two minutes before you start the car or before you stand up and leave your apartment. Just give yourself pauses throughout the day so you can register your emotions, you can register the energy, and you can just bring yourself back to that base level of being present. And when you find that you've returned to your base level, what do you feel within your body or think within your mind that you notice is drastically different? For me, I always get so much clarity. So I suddenly am able to register what's going on. And I do see that and I hear that from other people as well, that, you know, when you're moving through that adrenaline, you're going from thing to thing you become clumsy, you might forget things and, you know, you might even say the wrong thing or, or not make decisions. You know, sometimes when you're really busy and you just say yes to something and then you think, oh man, I really wish I'd thought that through because I don't want to do that thing. And now I've either got to go back on my word and change the plan with that person, or now I'm just involved in something I don't really want to do. Yeah. And so, you know, having that part of 
So it's different parts of our brain that do different things, obviously. And when we make decisions in an instant, when we're in a fight or flight adrenaline style mode, we make them from a place of reaction. So the actual pathway, the neurological pathway in our brain goes directly to the medulla oblongata area and then bounces back. It just goes into input, impulse, react, problem solved. And we don't actually go through the frontal lobe and into that logical processing cortex of our brain to make those decisions. So when we slow down, when we give ourselves a little bit more time to just process daily input, we start to respond rather than react to our environment. Now that could mean that we are kinder to people because we think, hey, they just bumped into me on public transport, but they weren't actually angry at me. They were just busy or they didn't notice. Or even if they are angry, I'm not going to respond back because I don't need to, you know. Whereas if you're in adrenaline mode and someone bumps you, you're you know, if you've got a lot of stress built up, you might go, hey, what you doing? You know, something like that. Or, or you've seen people do it if that's not your style. You'll see people and they're bumping, they're like, hey, what, you know, and then next thing you know, it's on the news, it's on social media, it's gone viral just because two people bumped into each other on a train. But if one of those people is mindful enough to just be present in the moment and think, oh, it was probably just a mistake or I'm not going to get involved and, you know, it doesn't elicit that adrenaline response within you. Because your body's not in adrenaline mode, your brain can process the input a little bit more securely. You can make <laughs> you can make a decision based on is it worth responding to? Should I just let it go? Yeah, I'll just let it go. And you can move on. Life becomes so much more peaceful. So much as more. it does become so much more peaceful. As a psychic medium, when did you start to understand I really need to use these principles? to deal with my, you know, multi, um, multi-day schedule of what I'm doing from one thing to the next, how I'm helping people, how I'm, you know, self-regulating. When did things start really coming to a head for you personally within your work that this needs to be a part of my life, whether yeah. before, during? Yeah, exactly. That's so interesting. I actually stumbled upon this idea of thoughtless awareness, being present in the moment before I started to employ my psychic mediumship abilities. So even though I had them and I've had these abilities since I was a child, I wasn't really using them the way I am today for quite a while. And for so many years, people were saying like, oh, you should meditate. You know, you'd really benefit from meditation. You should try this out. And I was like, no, that's all weird spiritual stuff. I don't want to do that sort of faffy, the woo-woo, you know, like oh, I don't want – I was so sceptical too, you know, even though – well, that's another story for another day. If, if you guys have heard my other interviews with Kelly, you'll know a bit more about my story. But um, I just really wasn't interested at all. And then I started to get into a situation where I was in a really stressful routine. You know, my career was – very intense. I was doing a job that was very intense. I was working a lot of hours and I knew that it was up to me to regulate my own mental health, I guess you could say. You know, no one's going to come and rescue you. Mental health is on you. Same with physical health, but mental health particularly, like you are responsible for your own happiness. And I thought, all right, I think I'm at the point where I really should go and do some meditation. And so I went and joined a group and this, it must've been about three years before I started doing the psychic mediumship work, because throughout that time, I built up this routine of, hey, when I'm present, I'm not stressed out like everyone else is. And I remember being in the office one day, 
um, at my job and there was a deadline where we had a client coming in and we needed to print some financial records for them to review and the manager I was working under was so flustered and she was really like, I don't know if she was like being rude to us, but I definitely felt aggression coming from her. She's like, do it faster, da 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 and I said to her, you know, the document's printing as fast as it can and I'm, I'm putting it together as it's coming out of the printer like it's going to be okay. You know, and I just didn't feel the stress and I wasn't picking up on her stress and I wasn't getting into her frequency and she got even more um, angry about it. Like the more calm I was, the more she snowballed. And in the end I just, you know, I just stayed calm because I wasn't stressed. Like the document was going to print as fast as it could print. I was putting it together very efficiently and the client, We'll just have to wait, you know. Um, and in those moments, you realize like being stressed doesn't actually solve the problem, and feeling that energy doesn't solve the problem. So, you know, I did efficiently put it together, gave it to her, I was like, it's ready, there you go. And um, yeah, I did, it didn't go down well with her, but I knew in that moment, wow, this is the difference between letting the energy get to you and being present in the moment. Um, and I definitely wasn't being slow in that moment. You know, I was doing everything efficiently, but that was the beginning of me understanding that if you do the work, you can handle stress so much better because it just doesn't get to you. It doesn't. No. Do you find yourself resetting before you're going into appointments with meditation or do you find yourself starting your day with meditation so you don't have to reset and check in and have this constant need for balance? I actually have structured my life in such a way that I avoid getting into situations that get me to that amped up level. So, you know, I if I, if I have readings during the day, I will do something peaceful in the morning to make sure that I'm on that sort of peaceful level. And it's not even really a calculated conscious decision. It's just something that I prefer to do. Um, you know, if I've got some errands to run or I've got some shopping to do, I'll do that after my readings. I'm not going to do that before. So I can stay in that calm state and just be really present. And if I am in a bit of a worked up state or, you know, things have gone really wild and I do have to reset, I'll reset before a reading. I actually find the best time for me to meditate is mid-afternoon because if I meditate in the morning, and this is just me, everyone's different, but if I meditate first thing in the morning, you know, like sit up and better meditate, I fall asleep. I cannot, I just cannot stay awake. And it's happened many times and I, I thought, you know, maybe I'll try again. And a few weeks ago I was like, nah, I'm I'm better than that now. You know, I'm mature, I'm older, things have gotten better, I'm better at managing my energy. And of course I fell back asleep and I was like, yep, still the same. <laughs> things haven't changed. Um so I find as well if I meditate right before going to sleep, because that's another thing that people really recommend and some people find very helpful. But for me, because I have the mediumship ability and it's quite strong I find that I will see spirits all night if I meditate before I go to sleep it opens me up to the night. so I find mid-afternoon you know early evening maybe then I can make dinner and go about and do my things and I have enough time for my energy to settle before I have to rest and really relax I do feel there's many different types of meditation, but I do agree with you. Um, usually when I meditate, I open up my awareness. Mm. And so I'm feeling more alert, even if I'm calmer, even if I'm more settled, or even if I go, wow, I just released something. So I do feel more soothed. There's a part of me that's just a bit awake. 
And right, the conducive to the conduciveness to sleeping, I I agree, it makes it a little bit not as needed at times. It mm. so okay, your your peak preference is in the afternoon. Yes. Um, have you found um, that throughout whether let's say your day or the year that there has been some um, like rules that you've actually broke with, oh no, this actually works in this situation at this time. For whatever reason, I needed this right now. Mm, Yeah. I mean, look, spiritual work is so, it's an art, right? It's an art rather than a science in the sense that the energy is always changing. And I think if you have a lot of rigidity around spiritual work, it's not always I don't know. I, I I personally find it's hard to keep rigidity with spiritual work because the energy is just the energy. There's going to be moments where you need to be really tuned in and moments where you need to just be really tuned out. Like you don't want to be in a crowd of a hundred thousand people and be really tuned in at that moment. Um, so I, I try like in terms of rules around meditation, I find it's really, really good to have a regular place and a regular time if you can keep it up. So to meditate in the same chair, in the same room, because you create a vortex of connection. So it creates like a sort of set energy that every time you sit in that chair, your body knows what to do, your spirit knows what to do, and you can go deeper a lot quicker. I also find meditating in a group environment is much easier than meditating on your own, particularly when you first get started. So I do encourage people if they're curious about this work or if they're sort of they've tried it, but they're not really sure, just go and join a group because in a group setting, you have that accountability. It forces you to show up and the energy of the group will carry you like on a boat when you sway or you lean. If there's 10 people leaning, it sways that much faster. So if you're in a group, the energy will go in much deeper and much quicker. You'll have that experience and you'll know what you're looking for when you go home and practice it yourself. That's a great analogy. Um, The group synergy is very, very important when you are taking on a new skill or Mm. you're just wanting that consistency for yourself, you know, that that accountability with the group. But I love how, you know, the group weight sways you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, What is your favorite? Oh, go ahead, please. I was just going to say, I think it's also really important to remember for anyone who's listening or just, you know, in general, even as a reminder to ourselves, you can meditate anywhere at any time. It doesn't have to be on the top of a mountain. It doesn't have to be by a beautiful sunset in the ocean, like in all the social media posts that we are bombarded with, you know. Um, It doesn't have to be in a clean space. You could be in a messy room and because you're just too tired to clean up your room or whatever. If you find peace within yourself, your spirit will experience peace. You could be in the middle of Times Square in New York City. And if you are able to find that stillness and that inner peace, you can meditate right there, even with your eyes open. You can find that stillness and inner peace. It's true. Even with your eyes open, I was going to say, if you had the most beautiful sunset in front of you, um, it almost would be distracting because you'd be so grateful of what is before you. Um, But you could get into that rhythm too. Um, of the gratitude. So there, there's so many different things to do with getting your brain in a certain mode um, or releasing whatever is burdening you. So what are some of your favorite um, meditations in general, rather from the mental um, 
emotional benefits or just the practice of, I like this one. Yeah, absolutely. So some of my favorites include sitting quietly and that might be a very bizarre answer in that it's just doing nothing, but just yeah. sitting quietly and letting the energy be present. It's You could almost think of it like a challenge. And this first one is based in the idea of Buddhist meditation or East Asian meditation, which is this concept that if you are able to have gaps between your thoughts, you are achieving the state of thoughtless awareness and you are achieving a state of being present. So you're not going into the right channel of energy. You're not going into the left channel. So you're not thinking, you're not trying to be creative. You're not even opening up to spirit. You are just in the moment. You are thinking no thoughts. <laughs> so the idea is that if you can get one second between your thoughts, try to make it two seconds, try to make it three seconds, five seconds, eventually you'll get a whole minute, but it takes time. And if you can just see it with no thoughts, it doesn't sound like it's going to have a big difference, but it really, really, really does. And that was one of the first meditations I learned how to do was to just sit and have gaps between your thoughts. And those were the ones where, you know, you could do it once a week for maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and you'd be set for the rest of the week. Like the power in those moments of just having gaps between your thoughts is amazing. Another one I really, really like to do is a foot soaking meditation. So you can um, get a bucket of warm water with some Epsom salts, um, soak your feet and just, you know, do the meditation, whichever one you choose, do the thoughtless awareness meditation. That comes from um, Sahaja Yogic meditation. Um uh, there's, you know, just anything really writing can be a meditation, singing, dancing, anything that puts you in a state of channel. Some people like to do rhythmic breathing meditations as well. Um, I have found those to make me dizzy, so I don't prefer them, you know, but they oh, work and, and they're very effective too. There's just so many types that one can get into. I think it's really personal preference. Oh, yeah, the the... Don't start there. Don't start with like the holotropic <laughs> breath work or the, the kundalini yeah. <laughs> breathing I mean, as you're chanting. Yeah, the just don't, no one make themselves dizzy, please. Yeah, and, and to that point, you know, there are some really deep, intense styles of meditation that you can do. And, um, you know, Kelly and I have discussed this as well privately, but there's different meditations like binaural beats and things that take you into a really deep state of trance really, really quickly. If you are a beginner or you haven't meditated beyond just a basic sort of level before, like maybe you go to a yoga class and you do a meditation, it feels really nice. Be very aware that there are some extremely deep levels of meditation that will take you to a deep level very quickly and in the same way that you wouldn't go to the gym and start out by lifting 300 pounds, please ease yourself into different types of meditation. I, If I have a student and I'm taking them through a meditation course, I take them baby steps at a time because your energy is real and it's subtle and you don't want to give yourself a bit of a frazzle moment you know and I've seen people they've come to me and said oh my body was shaking and what was and I said well what were you doing oh I was listening to this thing on YouTube and I'm like oh well here we go it's <laughs> probably a bit much too soon the energy can be really really intense you know it connects to our nervous system it connects to our spiritual system our meridians and even though you can't see the energy doesn't mean it's not doing a whole bunch of things while you're seemingly relaxing 
Absolutely. I mean, it's self-healing work. And mm-hmm. if you are moving and not falling asleep, because um, sometimes we move when we're, you know, we're drifting off, that's that's mm-hmm. another um, thing in itself. But if we find ourselves shaking and we're like, what's going on? What's going on? It's it's release work. And mm-hmm. it is good to have somebody facilitating or someone in your corner to help you understand like, oh, this is technically normal, but now I understand what my body is doing at this time. So I can either relax with it or maybe try something that is not as stimulating for me with what I'm trying to accomplish. So it's pretty serious sometimes what comes out when we go within. And I think that's why we as beings sometimes um, we block out even wanting to do meditation in the first place or we disassociate because there's so much built up for us to avoid that. Then when we, when we start unlocking it, yeah, you can have some really interesting things come up like repressed things that are repressed Mm -hmm. um, emotions, um, thoughts, memories, and yeah. a lot. lot It's come come out in, physical manifestations too you know you might get headaches you might get fevers and I just can't stress this enough if you want to learn to meditate work with a practitioner you know take it baby steps at a time you can read anything in a book but you know as Kelly was saying having someone there to guide you through the process at least in the beginning is so important with spiritual work this work is very real it can heal you on a deep level even if you consider yourself someone that doesn't have a lot of trauma when you're changing frequencies at a rapid rate things will change things will shift and you will feel those effects so take it easy take it slow and try to do it with a group yeah I, that's, I I do think when things start changing and people go, I don't know, that's the sign where they do need additional help and resources. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just find yourself in meditation. We're like, oh, well, this is good for me. Or maybe they're doing something that they were guided to do by a teacher or practitioner, but then they try a little something different and, and they don't know then what's happening next and Mm. um, whether it's the more mental aspect of a calm mind, um, you know, an improved immune system or the focus of past life regression or, you know, spirit work, um, different things do come up and yeah, it's very, very important to not feel like you are alone because you could be having your kundalini activated. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. Right. It's really interesting though, to your point that you just made there, meditation can shift things from your immune system. It can shift things from your awareness. It can shift things from your spiritual aura. It can release things that you didn't even know were there to be released. And on a more practical level, it actually does calm and heal your parasympathetic nervous system. So, you know, and there's plenty of scientific studies out there to to show that. But even if you feel like I really don't want to do this, I'm not interested, that's generally because, and I'm talking from personal experience, if you're in that state of I'm so not interested, you're probably the person that needs it the most because it's so far from a usual thing that you would do that you are way overdue to start meditating. Yeah, it's such... On the most basic level, it's just a thing that helps. It's literally a thing that just disconnects you from the busyness and reconnects you in a way where you go, oh, well, that's a little easier. 
And of course, you can go so many different directions with it. But on a basic level, if you are avoiding meditation, that does speak to something in you of what are you avoiding in general? Yes. How many other things are you avoiding? And I was thinking about this earlier today. You know, if somebody asked me, why is meditation important? Like, what does it actually do? One of the first things that came to mind was, okay, if you miss a night of sleep or you have like a really average night of sleep and you wake up really tired the next day, have you ever noticed that everything the next day becomes really hard? <laughs> like just making breakfast becomes hard, getting dressed becomes hard, texting your friend becomes hard. like everything's just so hard. And those are the days where we're like, oh, the day is dragging. No, well, actually you're dragging because you didn't get a good sleep. Now, if you think of your spiritual body, as a body, it needs recharge as well. And meditation is that recharge for your spiritual body. So when you give your spiritual body the opportunity to meditate, what you're doing is you're giving it that little boost and you're giving your physical mind little gaps as well. So what tends to happen or what I find has happened by meditating is my psychic ability, my intuition went through the roof. Like so much more psychic, so much easier to hear spirits, so much easier to tune in. It's just like bam, 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 bam. So that was one of the first things I noticed. The second thing I noticed was patience. Generally, I would have said, I'm not really a patient person. Bring in meditation. I've got all the time in the world. <laughs> yes. yes. And you'd be thinking like, how can someone change so much just from one small thing? Try it out. You'll see. You'll see. Sleep, it's hard to get to sleep. If you meditate and your spiritual mind, your energy and your parasympathetic nervous system get a little restart, your sleep will become deeper and more continuous. You'll also find that your body releases less stress hormones and less stress chemicals so that inflammation starts to go down. Inflammation affects our brain function. It affects our joints. It affects our skin. So your skin will get clearer. This is what people have, have noticed. Like their skin gets clearer. They become just like more happy. They can think clearer. Um, they find that just general movements and exercise becomes easier. But one thing that I always joke about is, um, you know, when I'm taking people on a meditation journey is you will start this journey and you'll be yourself and you'll be like, yeah, all right, I'll give it a go, whatever. And by the end of the journey, when you do these meditation courses is you become the guy that goes, oh, isn't the sky beautiful today? Oh my gosh, there's a flower. Wow. I'm so happy to be alive. Brushing my teeth is the best experience in the world. <laughs> and it's like, who doesn't want to be that guy? You know, your frequency in general just raises up. And if you're the kind of person that loves manifesting and understands this idea that what you put out is what you get back and that you can only connect to things that you are the vibration of, meditation is your secret power like that's your secret superpower because you are now going to be able to keep that higher frequency throughout the day connect to more amazing things attract more abundant opportunities and just have a better time all around that's what we get as psychics with our spiritual work and mediums is we're constantly getting this tap into spirit it becomes quite addictive you know it's a bit of a drug sometimes <laughs> When we it's get a very feel-good experience. Yeah, it really is. We not only get that energy from the spirit world, but we get to help someone in the process. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, giving readings is just wonderful in that, in that way. Um, so I do really think, you know, if you're someone that's aware of that energy and interested in even improving that aspect of your life, consider implementing 
a consistent meditation routine or joining one of these groups because you will start to find that it makes your manifestation that much easier, your spiritual work that much easier. And just in general, everything in life will get better. <laughs> just everything starts to get better. Everything does get better because this really does change your relationship with perspective and consciousness. Like you mm. talked about earlier, how like when you're offset, like you don't have a good night's rest, for instance, um, you're like, oh, this day is just so crappy. But really, it's like our energy is all like, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. Um, and we really learn how to change our relationship with time and space. Like we can slow things down. We can infuse our energy into um, environments. We can reset our own environment. Um, it changes our perspective and our relationship with the world around us. It really, really does. And I know from a reading perspective, so I'm going to say it like this. I think when you have a good relationship with meditation, um, you can um, infuse mindfulness, mindfulness very effectively. Oh my gosh. Yes. 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 So if you want to shift something, you already have the foundation to go. I know what it's going to take to, to shift. Mm. Um, sometimes you don't have to go very deep to employ something because you've gone deep prior, um, and you know, your energy. So I know the biggest thing that changed in my readings was, that mindfulness shift when I told myself before a reading. So like 20 minutes before reading, I would just say, I know that this is going to go well. I know I'm going to help this person. I know that like spirit is going to give me everything that I need. And I know that I am going to be effective. Like I would just say things of positivity and I would just leave it all to the knowing of, yes, this is going to happen. And I used to have such high anxiety when I didn't implement those things, but my brain went, let's do that. Yeah. Or yes, let's enter the reality where these things happen and there's no contest. So the mindfulness shift really helped my readings. Yes, because you shift frequencies, you know, like you shift frequencies and being aware, like the fact that you were even aware that you had anxiety in that moment or that you were stressed in that moment is only possible when we are present. Because there are so many times where people go about their day, they don't even realize what emotions they're experiencing. And that's, you know, that's actually the norm is that people just, they feel these emotions and they move through them. And if someone had stopped and said, are you stressed right now? The person will probably say, oh, I don't know. I'm just doing my job. And it's like, actually, when you slow down and you become present, you realize that you have these emotions. The emotions are data. The data is telling us something about the inputs of the situation of our surroundings. And we can then choose to respond to them in whatever way makes sense to us. We can go along with that anxiety or we can sort of resist it and, you know, change it and say, oh, I'm just going to reset and I'm going to now act a lot calmer and everything around me suddenly becomes calmer. This is also so interesting when it comes to interacting with people. So um, when we are more centered and more present, we not only treat people better, but we have more patience for whatever's going on with them because we see the underlying energy of how they got to where they are. But when we are in a better state, it changes the way people treat us. And there have been scientific studies that even just talk about how if you've had 
seven and a half hours sleep versus eight and a half hours sleep that not only does your personal space increase and you physically don't want to be near people, but people's personal space increases. So if you have underslept for just one night, people will energetically just intuitively know that they don't want to be around you and they keep a bigger personal distance from you. It's in your energy field. Maybe it's the pheromones, maybe it's just the way you look, but there's something in the energy that shifts that when you become more recharged, people want to be around you. They they want to be near you and they want to enjoy your frequency. And when you're unwell or just tired, people gravitate away from you. So it's really interesting, those hidden forces. That's really uh, intelligently put because, yes, like when we're stressed out, like let's say, you know, we're physically healthy to a certain degree, right? When we're stressed out, we're pumping out stress hormones. Yes. And those things can be smelled and some people can interact with them more on different levels than others. But subconsciously, we are getting uh, cues about that person and how safe they are or, you know, what kind of energy we want to share And we do talk about, you know, uh, physical health a lot. Like if you're sick, don't be around that person. You know, they might be contagious. Well, what about their energy? You know, Mm -hmm. they're going to be contagiously and we're going to be sharing. And and it's happening regardless of, you know, if we can categorize you being black and white, sick, not sick. Exactly. And, you know, that's an evolutionary Um, adaptation as well because if someone is looking unwell or as you said they're looking a bit unsafe something's not right about them we naturally want to keep a distance from them because we don't want to risk infection we don't want to risk having something go wrong we don't want to risk maybe something that we don't have time to respond to so we keep a greater distance if you're doing anything in a career where you're interacting with people um, you know physically or even just over zoom or whatever it is they will be picking up on that So you might even find, um, you, the listener, might even find that if you're in a sales sort of job and you start meditating, that all of a sudden it gets easier to make sales. All of a sudden people are friendlier to you. They return your calls. They get excited when they meet you, things of that nature. It it resonates out in all aspects of your life. I agree with that. I agree with that. I also want to cover, I know we talked a little earlier about morning versus a nighttime meditation and preferences, mm. but um, there is a question and I think it'd be uh, lovely to just go in a little bit deeper with it. Um, so Keith does a lot of meditation at night. Is that a good thing um, or is morning better? Keith, it's completely up to you. It's completely up to you. There is no, I personally don't have a hard and fast rule. What I would do is I would try both for a week I would do morning meditation and then for the following week I would do nighttime meditation and see which one has a better effect on your energy. And also consider, you know, are you sleeping well or are you not sleeping well? If you're not sleeping well, try nighttime. Or if you are sleeping really well already and your days are getting a bit hectic, maybe try morning and just see how that changes your day. I do think it is a preference preference thing, you have to play around with it um, and to see the benefits. And this is kind of funny. Keith actually popped this down as I was popping this up. So he didn't know that we were about to take this, but this is a great one as well. Um, He's talking about, I found that at my job, I need a minute, but I can't get it. I try to go back and just breathe and relax. So 
well, something that comes to mind, and, and I want to give this over to Khalees too, is um, when I find myself very busy um, at work or in whatever environment where I do not have time, but I crave it, I use the bathroom as a little sanctuary, whether it is shared or whether it's like isolated, right. I will go, okay, I'm going to reset my energy. Um, and I'll try to employ any way I can do it, whether it's closing my eyes and I'm just in the stall <laughs> and it's separate, mm-hmm. or I literally just go into the bathroom, not to go to the bathroom, just to literally shut off the light and just go, this is a quiet place where no one else is. So I'm going to give myself two minutes to strengthen my aura, to mm-hmm. calm my nervous system, to say a mantra that makes me feel centered. Um, so use whatever creative places you can get yourself to that are just calmer for a second so you can reset. Um, And Khalees, what would you recommend to as well? Yeah. So it looks like Keith's asking what he can do in moments where the job is overwhelming. He doesn't have a minute to himself. He just needs a break. And he, you know, like the old school thing where people would go out for a cigarette, you know, just like anything, just to get a break from the routine and a break from the energy. It's not always possible, particularly in today's day and age where everything moves so fast. You know, we're getting emails, we're getting texts, we're getting phone calls, and people are probably throwing things on your desk or however your work environment is. Kelly's suggestion to go to the bathroom is an excellent one. If you can't even do that, like let's hypothetically say that it's so intense, you can't even get a break to get up from your desk. One thing you could do which is works every single time and it's going to sound ridiculous, but try it and you'll see smile, a big cheesy smile. When you contract the muscles around the edges of your eyes, these muscles here where you go, it actually releases happy hormones into your body and into your nervous system, into your brain. So not only are you getting a physical chemical release, but your environment will start to reflect the energy of happiness because you have put out a big beam of happiness with your smile. So if things are just getting a little overwhelming and you don't have you don't have to think logically like, oh, how am I going to fix this? Because there's no, as Einstein said, a problem cannot be solved at the level at which it was created. So put on a big smile and then just take a breath, keep going and watch everything transform around you. It works every time. I like that. Um, you leave yourself a little bit better than when you started. Yeah. You just go, you know, it's going to get a little better. I just enacted something. Yeah. And it will. It really, really will. Um, I hear that a lot from people that, you know, they're just like, I get so overwhelmed and I just, I don't have a moment. I don't have a moment. And I think that's a common theme. And I think we all need to realize the kind of severity of it like within society that we do not have, uh, it it sounds kind of funny to think we don't even have like, let's say a really small room where people can go to and just like sometimes take a moment or we don't have built in with every job where you can go outside for a five minute break or even a two minute break and just get fresh air of like just what is normal for someone to have health, just fresh air and sunlight. Someone is in a cubicle all day with, you know, just um, fluorescent lighting. Somebody Mm. is in a dark room. Like you just, we don't know the specifics for people, but ultimately I know the number one thing, if people can do it, that I recommend 
as well as is, you know, the problem when you show up to work. So um, start to wear your, I don't want to say armor before you show up, but start to uh, prepare before you go into the situation where, you know, those are the obstacles or those are the constraints. So you open up your energy prior to go, I'm going to get up more constricted than normal. So I'm going to open myself up in a way that makes me feel good and safe and strong. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to weather the storm easier because of it. And this is so important. So when we go through a difficult time, we go back to our base reset level, okay? And that's, let's call it like our survival level. So if you've had a really tough life and you've not got any sort of forms of faith or whatever and you're just really kind of grinding it through, your base tough level is survival level is probably going to be, let's say, a 2 out of 10. You do a bit of meditation, you do a bit of shadow work, you do a bit of trauma work, and all of a sudden your base goes up to about a six. What that means is on a good day, you can be a 10 out of 10, you can be an eight out of 10, but on a bad day, you're only going to go back to a six. And when you're a six, you're still functional. You can still sort of, you know, smile when someone's rude to you or whatever. But if you go back down to a two, you're going to be throwing a tantrum and walking out on the job and maybe (laughs) punching your manager on the way out. So when you do this spiritual work and when you build up your frequency, it's not so, it's not only so that you can just manifest great things, it's so that you can get that base level up to a point where you're feeling pretty good all the time. And when you do do that, not only are you prepared to deal with situations that are a little subpar, but you'll probably also start attracting conditions that are better than what you're already doing. So you might even attract a new job. You might attract a promotion at work. You might attract better working conditions, but you will experience what you are, the frequency and vibration of. So if you can raise your frequency, you can raise your vibration, your life will improve and your conditions will improve. That is, that is real. Like on one hand, we have to take the responsibility for, um, and and I say this in a general sense, so bear with me, everyone recalling some very, I guess, unfair, uh, situations that have found you. Um, but we attract the energy that we need to learn about, um, when it is time for us to go, I can't do this anymore. Your energy got to that point for a reason because you might have been experiencing that for five years and it was just like well that's just another day at work and you you didn't actually have the same level or even nearly a problem with it but then one day it's just I can't do this anymore and if since I've been learning about this I've been learning about myself this is horrible like I I need something different so we really attract those yes Yeah, like I couldn't agree with you more. And I think it is important to also mention that we can outgrow situations that initially were great for us. Sometimes we just get to the point where we've learned what we need to learn and then we move on. Sometimes the situation kind of snowballs so that we do move on because we wouldn't have taken that leap of faith unless we were pushed. And those are always the most exciting ones. Um, But those can both lead to situations where, as you said, you know, you're in this cubicle for 10 plus hours a day, you've got the fluorescent lighting, you can't catch a break, everything's just getting overwhelming. And, you know, then you have to sit and ask yourself, okay, is this sustainable? Is this what I want? Because you are what keeps you going. Without you, there is no life. There is no experience. So 
we get so lost. This is going to get a bit esoteric, but we get so lost in the vibes sometimes that we forget that we are the most important thing in our life. You know, even if you're married, even if you have kids, even if you have whatever you have, if you're not okay, nothing else can be okay. So taking care of yourself, that self-care we were talking about at the beginning of the show, um, making sure that you're in a good place energetically, physically, emotionally, to the best of your ability, really should be everyone's number one priority. Absolutely. And this is the place for esoterics. So uh, <laughs> it's very on point and very clear with what we're talking about, actually, even yeah. though, yeah, like we go, oh, our energy. And uh, I was just talking about I'm getting overwhelmed, but it's all it's all mm. so connected. So just, yep, this is what's going on, whether we are spiritual with our analysis or just feeling based with oof, oof. I um, also really want to mention that a lot of the time, and I'm guilty of this too, so I'm putting my hand up as part of this club. We sit there <laughs> and we say, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, you let me know. Oh, I don't have any free time in the day. I'm so busy. I've got so much to do. I'm never going to catch up or, you know, whatever the things are we tell ourselves. And it's like, yeah, but you had an extra 30 minutes to watch another episode on Netflix. You had 25 minutes to scroll social media. You had, um, you know, five minutes to sit there and listen to some silly thing on YouTube that you were listening to. And it's like maybe if you just got a little bit more balanced and understood what was going on here, oh, okay, you're a bit burnt out. So your body is constantly trying to find or your spirit's trying to find things for you to procrastinate on because your mind is just burnt out so if you took a break and you reset yourself and recharge your energy you'd come back 10 times stronger so sometimes we just need that little bit of awareness to say oh, I actually need a vacation that's why I'm not getting things done as opposed to I have too many things to do I can't keep up yes and if you find that you've um released things within your like if you found that you've returned to simplicity and those warning bells are still there, find help. Yeah. Find help because something is not regulated. Something is just still looking to integrate. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's kind of the number one thing. Like everyone's getting warning bells, whether they are kicking on things or there's distraction within life or whether they're just like, I don't know what to do. Everyone's getting warning bells where I can't go on like this or this does not work for me. Mm, exactly. And exactly. when you get clear enough and the meditation, I think like even when there's distress and the warning bells, the meditation creates clear languaging for yourself where you can't deny the type of help that you need or deny um, a little bit of the understanding that needs to take place. I would almost say it's like putting on glasses. You know, yes. once you know that there are glasses and you can put them on, then you're just choosing not to wear them after that. <laughs> it's like like you're in a forest. Okay, I'm going to go I'm going to go further. You're in a forest and all you see is the <laughs> trees, right? And you're like, "Oh, there's so many trees. I'm in the trees." You step out of the forest and you look back and you go, "Oh, I was actually in a forest. I had no idea all I saw was trees." Right? The meditation is stepping out of the forest and looking at your life and going, oh, my gosh, I live in a forest. I had no idea. Then you go back into your physical body. You're back in the forest. You're like, okay, I can choose to live in this forest or I can choose to walk away and get out of this forest and do something else. 
But without the meditation, without that moment of perspective, without that small gap of being able to step back and go, oh, I'm in a forest, you had no idea. You had no, no idea. You had no idea other than what the heck is going on right now. Yeah, because <laughs> you're just hanging out in the forest, which is not bad. I'd be, I'd be all right to hang out in the forest for a bit, but there's going to come a time when you want your cozy bed and a nice dry roof over your head and, you know, a warm blanket. Yeah, I just I it's it's important to have tools to identify whether it's the solution or the problem of what is going on around you. Um, course, a question yeah. that I, I have additionally for you is I have a lot of people and I'm sure you do, too, within um, learning to become like a psychic medium, whether it's like, you know, uh, from the mentoring aspect or just learning more about their own energy. Right. And, and doing energy exercises. Um, there's a knowing that they need, let's say, the meditation or the energy um, like shield to you know, help um, secure their energy management um, and other things like that. But they find themselves then forgetting or they find themselves going, well, I didn't do it today or I knew I needed to do it, but, um, you know, I got overwhelmed or I did it for, let's say, a minute but it didn't work today. Um, do you find that you, you, I, I, I hear these things a lot and they're mm. very understandable. Mm. My goodness. I deal with them myself. Sometimes I go, I only gave myself a minute. Um, right. So they're very understandable and there's a lot of compassion in this, but what, what is your, your advice or what have you seen when you've come across this too? I've got two responses to this. One of them is compassionate. One might not sound compassionate. <laughs> Fair so enough. this is, yeah, so this is the thing. It's like choose your own adventure, pick whichever response suits you. Both of these are true. The first thing I'm going to say on this is there's going to be days where you just can't meditate. There's going to be days where you sit there and things are coming up and you just can't do it. You just can't do it. It's like going to the gym. There's going to be days where you show up at the gym you get on the treadmill and you're just like, i got to go home. I don't know why. I just got to go home. Maybe you're coming down with a cold. Maybe you're just exhausted. Maybe your body just doesn't want to do it. You have a choice at that moment. Do I push through or do I just leave? So it's okay to just leave. But if you're finding on a regular basis, you know, maybe you're trying to meditate every day of the week. You've only made it one day or two days and you're like, I really don't want to do it. Then I suggest sitting there and thinking, all right, how can I make this more doable. That's when you've got to pull out that little Angela Duckworth grit book that she's written and just go, all right, how do I just get through this? Now, it might mean that you sit there for 10 minutes and you set a timer on your phone and you let your mind run wild and you say, all right, I'm not going to meditate, but I'm just going to sit for 10 minutes and I'm just going to get through this 10 minutes. And if I get five seconds of meditation in this 10 minutes, then I've done five more seconds that I wouldn't have done if I hadn't have sat there. So you force yourself to just kind of show up now, the thing is with spiritual work, if you really want to develop your abilities and you really, really want to see the change in your intuition and in your psychic work, you do need to meditate. That's the only way your, your abilities are going to grow, or at least that's what I've seen. You know, you can go to all the ceremonies in the world, you can do all the crazy things in the world, but if you don't make the time to just sit and be present, your channels, your energy will not grow. There's no shortcuts in this book. I do think, <clears throat> excuse me, I do think that, right, you can have the most talented person or the person who is 
<clears throat> excuse me, so dedicated to classes and development, but if they're not spending time with themselves and looking at themselves, their energy is just going to be mixed up or it just can't get past a certain point. And everyone, yeah, exactly. Do people know what it's like to sit with a reader and the reader starts telling you stuff that's like just strange? and just doesn't seem relevant. And those might be readers that are going through something or their own life is interweaving with the messages of the reading. And um, it's it just doesn't allow you to be the clear channel that you need to be when you read for someone. Absolutely. So there's the, the tough love part of it where you have to do the work. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, you have, you to, have do to do the work. Yeah. And, you know, my students know that I'm tough on them for that reason, but they they become brilliant. And so yeah, I'm, I'm just going to stay tough on them <laughs> within reason. <laughs> you have to do the work. And sometimes it's like, I'm sure you've seen like the memes online where mm. like I brushed my teeth today, like, you know, like, you know, I, <laughs> or I got up out of bed or sometimes it's just the little things. It's like, if again, we can get somebody meditating for a minute a day or a minute on the weekends, the body craves naturally more. So you're just going to just set a space to just open up something that's already so natural for yourself. And it's just like, whatever we can do, it's like, can we do a little bit of this? Can we do one step further? Can we do one step further? And that's like when we're being gentle and sometimes we have to go like, we got to do this, like go yeah. and sit for 15 minutes. We're going to do it right now. You know, yeah. some, sometimes, yeah, it's like you're going to do this right now. But. Yeah, find a way to reframe it, find a way to make it work. But there, there will be days where it's okay to be gentle, you know. But if you find that it's stopping you from achieving anything, you just then it's time to, to man up and just find a way <laughs> because it will yeah. snowball. It will. That five seconds will become ten seconds and then the next day when you're, you know, even more focused it will become 10 minutes and you'll be like, wow, where did that 10 minutes come from? I just did it out of nowhere. Do you find, so um, I've come across this from time to time. I have to be really stressed out if this happens, yeah. but there's times where I've meditated for, let's say 30 minutes or an hour. And I was just like, wow, I got a lot done, but I don't feel clear. I just had that much stuff I had to process. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I'll eat, yeah. yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I know what you're talking about. Sometimes I'll even cut it short and just be like, oh, that was a really big thing that came up. And now I just have to sit and process what just came up. I need a break. You know, like you dip in and then you're like, whoa, okay, I need to dip out of that. That was, whoo. <laughs> yes, but, you, you know, dip out of it and you're like, I couldn't meditate effectively because now I'm aware of this, which I needed to be. Mm. Excellent. And then you feel... Yeah, you feel a little bit discombobulated with the minute. Like sometimes we have funny um, like pattern breakers, even when we have consistency in such a thing to set up, you know, wellness. Well, you know, the on that topic, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, the mind in general is like an iceberg, right? And if you think about the Titanic, we all know that the iceberg, the tip of the iceberg is very small. The rest of the iceberg can be very large. So it is said that the subconscious mind is like the submerged part of the iceberg, the part that's under the water, the big part, and the conscious mind is the tip of the iceberg, the part that sticks out, that little piece on top that we get to see. When you meditate, things in your subconscious can come up. 
and they come up to be released and to be processed and to clear out. If you give yourself that opportunity to let them clear out, wow, you'll notice the difference. You'll really notice the difference. If we don't give them that set time to clear out in our meditations, they can come up at some pretty wild times. They might come up during an argument with a friend. They might come up while we're driving or maybe we see something on TV and just burst into tears and we go, oh, that reminds me of the dog I had when I was four years old, bless. Aww. You know, and and it, it, is, it, it is something that will continue to happen, but having that meditation outlet really does allow you to just clear out almost like vacuum your aura on a regular basis yeah and as you're talking I'm getting like this visual of a house like representative of our energy our body it's like don't just clear out the attic you know if you want guests over you got to clear out the kitchen got to clear out the the front yard you know the porch area if you got one Um, (laughs) (laughs) tidy it up tidy it up Exactly, exactly. It, it, it will make a difference. And if you already feel great now, imagine how great you'll feel if we turned up the volume, you felt even better. Like that's the other thing. That's the other thing. It, my only wish that I could have, you know, for like, oh, if there's a regret is that I meditated younger. I started sooner. I didn't wait until I really needed it. Because by the time you really need something, you really need it. <laughs> so if you yes. start before you need it in your life, man, I don't know. I don't know where I'd be today if I meditated years before I started, you know, if I'm already talking to the dead people and doing the readings and <laughs> I'd probably be in another universe. <laughs> we do little things though, you know, like uh, I, I know we've talked about it on, on prior podcasts mm. episodes, um, mm. but you know, you came into your psychic mediumship and you're just like, Oh, I just thought that person was, was there. I just thought that was a part of reality. And, and I'm starting to learn that, you know, other people don't function this way. So I'm sure you were doing things that you didn't even know was putting you into meditative states or, would, right? Like you had these, these ways about you that helped to make it conducive to be who you were at a younger age. Yes, absolutely. You know, music was a very big one for me. So I've always enjoyed music and played instruments and things of that nature. Also being around crystals growing up, I've always had crystals around, um, art, drawing, things of that nature. And I started doing yoga when I was 14, you know, when I was in what you'd call middle school and before it was even a thing, before it was in California, before everyone else was doing it, when it was still kind of like this weird thing that no one had heard about. Um, It was just an extracurricular that they offered at school and a bunch of my friends and I were like, yeah, let's do that. And I think even just having those practices in my life, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like seeing dead people and receiving premonitions and I'm like, none of it's real. And, um, but I'm doing yoga and, you know, I'm, I'm doing music and being in a state of channel, but it's just so funny on when the penny drops, the penny drops. And then I went, oh, I guess I'm a psychic. Yeah. And, and, and those activities opened up your energy and, um, uh, yoga is is moving meditation. So I, you know, you, you you say I wish I had some of these. I think you did. Yes, that's you true. Did. I actually just, probably did. <laughs> you're just like I want to hire octave, and you know, yeah. like I'm aware of I could I could have really pushed the envelope at 14 if I only knew these things. <laughs> if I only knew what I knew now, I think that's what everyone says as they get older. You know, if only I knew this when I was 21. If only I knew this when I was 14. But that's what makes life fun. 
you know, it's the journey, isn't it? It's the adventure of of uncovering the mysteries of the world. Exactly. You'll never know uh, the next thing you'll find that will make you say, I wish I knew about this 20 years ago. <laughs> of course. That, that, that means you're living a good life then if you stumbled upon that. I, I feel like I have. I feel like, you know, there's there's some things that I've been through that I wouldn't want to go through again, but I'm really happy with the life that I've had so far. I think that is a blessing, a blessing to have all these tools in your corner and this awareness and that you are paying it forward. And speaking of that, what do you have coming up um, for uh, the new year even, or if yeah. you have something um, that you're building right now that you want to share with people? Absolutely. So in the new year, I am offering a class and it's open for registration right now. Um, it's called the Spiritual Immersion Experience. And it's an eight-week course where each week we have a spiritual discussion and a guided meditation by myself. So you can just show up. You can just treat it like a like a spa day once a week for eight weeks. And I decided to do this because I am also a manifestation teacher as well. And I found that if my students were able to consistently tap into higher frequency experiences, their stories of manifestation just became more and more amazing. So I thought, what if we put out the opportunity to meditate for eight weeks, guided meditations designed to keep your frequency up, connect to the spirit world and just see where it takes us, you know, almost like a fun experiment. Um, and if you sign up for that by December 16, you can use the promo code holidays with an S and get a big discount on your enrollment. And that'll be open um, until it's sold out. Wow. That starts wow. the middle of January and it's until the middle of March. So, yeah, it's it's a transformative experience. So, um, oh, man, I, I, I want to hear, like, the stories of transformation afterwards and, like, I the know. manifestation and the alchemy, yeah. you know, that you experienced. I, I'm excited. <laughs> I usually see things along the lines of um, students coming to terms with their jobs, their careers, their life paths, their relationships. Um, you know, it always, after eight weeks of spiritual journeying, it will definitely change your life and always for the better. It's going to be different for everyone because what happens is you step out of the forest, you see you're in a forest, and then you decide what to do with it. So it might be like, oh my gosh, they tripled their income by the end of it, or you know, they ended up changing their relationship, or they ended up starting a relationship and falling in love after not being with anyone for a really long period of time. They finally shifted whatever they were holding. Maybe they moved cities, maybe they um, changed jobs, they get some promotion they discover their spiritual abilities it's always some kind of wild breakthrough that's been simmering in the background that is finally brought into the foreground sign up for the class everybody <laughs> yes come come join me i can't wait to see what happens <laughs> come join your future and and, and it's yep. it's facilitated by the lovely Kalise simone so uh, where can people find you too if they um, want to connect with you on social media, um, your website, of course? Yes, absolutely. So on social media, it's my name at Kalise Simone. Um, my website is kalisesimone.com, C-A-L-I-S-E-S-I-M-O-N-E. -E. Um, or you can always just go to Kelly's pages and you'll see my face. You can click through there. Um, but, yeah, 
social media and my website is usually the easiest way to find me. Excellent. And it goes by so quickly, but I always give the guests the last word, whether it's spiritual inspiration or something off the cuff. Okay. The last word moving up to the holiday season that I would like to share is to allow people to show up in their best vibration. So when we go into a holiday setting, we might be thinking, oh, I've got to see uncle so-and-so or my cousin or a sibling that you don't get along with. Keep in your mind a space that you hold for that person or that scenario where you think, okay, what if it could go well? What if it could be awesome? What if it just won't go bad? Just give that opportunity for the energy to be neutral when you come into that next situation and watch how people around you show up. Now, if you do a quick meditation before you do that, then yes, you'll probably be in an even more calm, aware, present state to allow that to unfold. But even if you don't have a minute to just sit, just allow yourself the opportunity to rearrange your thoughts and think, okay, what if it turns out to be a good day? What if things don't go wrong today? What if things actually go really well? And watch how things change. I think that's very helpful for the holidays coming up. Excellent. It really is. Uh, everybody try it out and uh, let us know how it goes, uh, whether it's Khalees or myself, share on how you are resetting who you are with intention and what is going on around you. So thank you so much for being here, Khalees. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Thanks everyone for listening. Absolutely. And with that, please, um, we will see you on Friday for the reading show, everybody. Uh, enjoy your holidays. Go with love, luck, light, and don't forget to live, everybody. Thank you again, Khalees. Bye. Bye. Bye.